0: Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Of course, we are live, and I'm James haskell with my co-host Glenn Martin, and DK in the background. We're excited to be here, and we are brought to you, as always, as of late, by BetUS. We're excited to talk about that tonight. Got some new season-long bets. We kind of talked about those uh, on Tuesday. We got some new ones that we're excited to talk about. One of the ones that I think Glenn's a little excited about when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, but... All that being said, Glenn, how you doing tonight? On a Thursday night, the work week is almost over.
1: That's right. Thursday's always a good night. Uh, I'm doing well. Doing well. I like to to see the, the Orioles got back in the winning ways today with an afternoon victory over the Astros. But yeah, I mean, look, we're two days away from Ravens football, and we're going to get into who's going to be playing, who's not. Probably not going to see some of your favorites out there, but you know, guys like, you know, me and you that are interested, all, all 53 on this final day roster, I, I'll be, I'll be happy to see Ravens football, whether it's our starters or our second and third string, you know, and so forth.
0: hundred percent, man. Cannot wait.
1: Looking oh, you forward said a hundred percent. We got to check oh, that. Gosh. Hold on. And I got to take a one... shot. One show. I'm going to take a shot every time you say a hundred percent. And by the end oh. of it, I'm going to need to get a hospital trip. Like Seriously,
0: it's... Get your stomach pumped. Goodness gracious. But this is the thing I'll say. That was a minute and 11 seconds into the show.
1: And you that's, already did that's, it.
0: That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'm excited to talk Ravens. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be real and live, and we'll talk a little bit about what to expect and what we're, what questions we want answered and, and things like that. But usually we start with injury stuff, and I think it's probably – there's every once in a while we don't, but I think it's really, really important that we do today only because – I feel like one position, you know, in and of itself has been the center of attention when it comes to injuries. Nothing like I haven't heard about any cr- or season ending stuff, but nicks and Dings here and there that have made, I think, the cornerback position a little difficult for the Ravens. And John seemed a little frustrated by all of it. So I kind of want to talk about it. Um, got any updates for us, Glenn, from the injury standpoint? I know Demarion yep. came back, right? Like, that's yeah. good.
1: Well, not so good because he came back today and then was carted off the field oh shoot track.
0: i did not read that goodness gracious great yeah well yep. look at so, me up to date
1: that's part Whoa. of the of the reason why coach was asked about it because you got Rocky you yep. who not it's, not to the degree of pepe at least But it, they've but been teams, quiet about
0: rock right like what is happening
1: that's what makes you nervous you know but yeah. everything they're saying is that they still you know he's on track and they expect him this and that but we also heard before the injury that there has been a bit of a learning curve for him coming to this system, a system that's plays more multiple schemes than he's used to in years past. So he had a learning curve and now he's not out there practicing. He's not learning uh, other, excuse me, other than in the classroom, which, you know, repping matters, not just, you know, watching what's on film. So yeah, the depth is becoming an issue of cornerback. And this was an issue before these injuries, in my opinion, because yeah, Marlon's been healthy, knock on wood. He's been doing a great job and he's fantastic, but Look, if he were to go down with a twisted ankle, all of a sudden you got real problems on your hands. So, yeah, hope hopefully Pepe's injury, which we haven't gotten any clarity on, isn't as severe as, you know, it, anytime you hear about a guy getting carted off, it doesn't sound good. Nobody. So, yeah, coach was asked about it today in his presser, and he said it's an issue when asked about the quarterback depth. He said there's no question. Those guys have been in and out, and then these little tweaky things that are happening to these guys, they're annoying. There's no doubt about it, and the players are annoyed by it too. Uh, so I think it's only inevitable that they're going to have to add somebody to this group, maybe even more than one, to this group. just to Because he already mentioned Marlon's not playing in the preseason, so who's going to play? And and eventually you start to run out of bodies, Jimbo.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really tough because, just like you said, from a straight-up bodies perspective, right? Like you need guys out there, but also – you have any hope of building some continuity some chemistry and some faith in in some of these guys um you need to you need to be out there i'll tell you what before i know we're going to kind of talk about free agents but uh because i think if i'm not mistaken didn't john say something to the effect of we're going to have to address this yep or you know something like that I don't know if that's verbatim but um you know outside of that there's there's one guy that as far as i know has been pretty healthy old 21
1: oh here we go he's out he's there the this he's guy. out there getting
0: reps man and and uh you know what that's that's uh availability yeah. is the best ability right
1: no doubt and Jalen Armour Davis to his credit yeah. also who's who's dealt with injuries but you know certainly seems to have all that it takes if healthy he's out there and he's still uh he's, mm-hmm. he's still been turning heads but that's just not enough right like no. they need more and I know we got some safeties yeah. that can fill in at nickel and this and that but You can't have too many good corners, and it looks like this this team doesn't have have enough right now.
0: Yeah, it. it, uh, And I today I heard the uh, who's the Raiders kid Max Crosby is that his name pass rusher? Yeah, I heard him talking about Marcus Peters today, and how he's a ball hawk, and how he had an interception today in practice, and I'm like, just makes me sad. You know, it makes me think of like how. You know what Marcus is? I'll tell you what Marcus is. If anybody's ever been in a sales capacity, he is the high-performing guy that like shows up late, doesn't follow the rules, doesn't send in his reports, doesn't do, any, but he produces. So you just deal with it, right? Like Marcus might not be your prototypical, you know, Johnny Be Good uh, Raven, right? But the dude just gets it done. And so, and I was listening to that today. I was like, oh, I miss the days of Marcus
1: Peters already Just, right
0: yeah it's kind of a bummer i mean even more now
1: right yeah. well now yeah, and and look i always thought they'd go to anthony avert he's also been since signed with the team so there's not a lot of names out there jimbo i mean you look at the every almost everyone on the list is 30 plus um you know but some people say bring back kyle fuller before the injury and in, in preseason last year <laughs> he looked like a guy who was ready to yeah. really help this team but he is 31 years old now coming off a knee injury. I don't know if you can count on him and if he if he's really the guy that you know fits the knee, but I'm I'm starting to get a little nervous about how thin this group is along with the uncertainty of pass rush because the two run hand in hand and while I have high hopes for the young pass rushers if they struggle if they maybe don't come out the gates hot it could re- make that thin cornerback room look look even worse.
0: Yeah, and while we have high hopes, there's some other people we talk to don't have too high hopes. That makes me even more nervous. Um, Just scary all around. But this, I'll say, to kind of turn the page is, and I think there's some other things you're going to talk about. But the Ravens' defense as a whole still looks dominant. Oh, for sure. You know, we've seen them out there, and uh, yeah, maybe it's going to look different. Maybe you know, every team has holes, and all those things are true, but ultimately it's a unit gets it done right so uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see how this plays out are there any other oh and we have some good news oh let's let's yeah. uh, get to connor's really quick connor Darty says going to going to the game saturday do you think zay plays well we can talk about that and we can kind of uh, divert back to what we were uh mm-hmm. talking about but um glenn you had a, a comment you know john said something about this He's kind of coy about zay wasn't he
1: yeah, uh, when asked about who's playing in the preseason this Saturday, in the preseason game this Saturday, John said no established starters will play. Mm-hmm. So that kind of left us up to determine who he considers established starters and who's a a fringe starter. But then he was asked specifically only about Zay, and he didn't really give an answer for sure either way. But it kind of led me to believe that we might see Zay out there for at least a, a little bit. And I, but I, first... he well, didn't he say that the young
0: starters would get a few snaps.
1: Yeah, he said if they're a fringe starter, young starter, yeah. Right. So we got to figure out who's who's those guys. Now he's been impressive, but as a rookie, I think he you know fits that category. So I think he'll play a little bit. To what degree? Who knows? And I'm just going to be fingers crossed the whole time, right? Dude, no
0: kidding, fingers, toes, all of it, man. Because it'll be not- fun to see him out there, though, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny. I I kind of wish we were back in the days. Remember back in the day where we just didn't think about this stuff? Didn't even think about it. Right. Send them out there. Give them a, yeah. a quarter game one. A ha- what was it? like? A, a half, half game, game two, two and three quarters. Into the
1: second half to see how yeah. they come out of the halftime break. Right. All that. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: miss the good old days. You know what I'm saying? And then I mean, none of them play in the fourth one. That's right. You know? Exa- yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, so call me old. But now I, I feel like I worry too much about injuries. and uh, And rightly so. Like, I get it. But uh, the other thing I'll say, too, is um, for good news, at least for the offense, we haven't talked about it because I think he came back on Wednesday. Rashad Bateman yeah. is back in action. So exciting. And, and, uh, yeah, man. Looks smooth, obviously, from the little clips we saw, but looks like he's moving well. Um, and I'm excited about what Bateman obviously can bring to this offense, as well as as I think everybody that's a Ravens fan. But what are your expectations for him, you know, now that he's there and, and he has some time? Do you expect him to be full go week one?
1: I mean, he certainly has time to get to, to ramp it up to that point. That I just – I think my excitement, my expectations, they're tempered because I'm, I'm like, scared to get to it because, man, as good as OBJ has looked, as mm-hmm. impressive as Zay has looked, if you add a healthy Bateman – to that group, and then Nelson Aguilar, on top of it. I mean, has been amazing this this training camp. You had a healthy Bateman on top of that. Is that's crazy? I mean, that's an impressive group. I'd stack up against anyone in the league, any team in the league. But I also worry: can he stack practices and mm-hmm. not have any reaggravation, not have any setbacks, any swelling, any pain? I, I have my doubts on he if he can stack days, and that's what it's going to take, especially at this point for him to get caught up. Because these, these guys are, they're motivated. They're playing well, and it's a heated wide receiver competition. Not to say he has any worry about losing his job, but losing playing time, at least in the early part of the season, is a very real possibility if he doesn't get up to speed. And so I just hope no setbacks. Stack days. Th- that's all that matters to me. I don't I don't need to see Rashad Bateman in, in a preseason game. Certainly not in a preseason game. You know, four days after he's been activated. Yeah. But no. I need to see him on back to back to back practice days. That's what I do need to see.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and um holding my breath, just like you said about Zay playing and Priest every practice. i I'm, I'm the less. It's almost like this. My dad has this saying, right? So like naturally, at least in my household as a kid, my mom would worry too much, and my dad just did didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't. No, I didn't care about us. Just. Yeah. You know, my dad actually said once, Glenn, this is legitimate. He said, you know, when I leave you guys in the car and I walk in the store, every once in a while, I get concerned that someone's going to take you. But then I realized that if anybody took you or your brother, they would give them right back. They'd be like, you can have them. Yeah. Take them back. We don't want you. Right. So um, ultimately, what I was going to say, though, is that he used to say uh, no news is good news is what you tell my mom when someone didn't call. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, somebody hasn't called. No news. Is good news, Doris. You know? and look—that's how. That's not where I'm at right now with Rashad Bateman. Like, yeah, I, I just don't want to hear anything. Like, I just want to see him blend in, be one of the guys, and that's it. You know. Well, I
1: mean, the thing is, though, when he's healthy, he can't blend because he's better than most of the guys. That's true. That's he true. stands out. But yeah, you're right. No, no injuries, please. Please, jeez,
0: whiz. Can we? uh yes, yeah, self injury bug. Speaking of which, are there any other? Oh, let's see here.
1: Tariq Kikik says, why was Marcus treated like this? The argument? No, I don't think it was the argument. I think what it was is they viewed, and look, Ravens fans saw it. You guys saw it. They viewed that he gave up on some plays. They 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 took it as he didn't give 100% effort on some plays. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the feeling. I think that's a lot of Ravens fans when you went on social media after a couple of those games where you're going, what the heck was that? Where it kind of just didn't look like full effort and – so I think that rubbed some players the wrong way. They wanted or some coaches the wrong way, I should say. And I think they wanted to go with a younger group. But do you think that the argument played no part? I think it's it would be naive. I think it played some part, but I think mostly it was the play on the field.
0: Yeah, that's so funny to me because I don't I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think it was the argument. You think it was I mean, all the argument? Not
1: all didn't the argument. He put tape on, though. His tape was
0: no, not good. He, he had some moments, though. Towards I mean, the one end. of the highlights of the year was that play against Cincinnati where he broke up the reverse and hit, hit oh, the yeah. Ray Lewis and all that stuff. Yeah. He had moments. Yeah. But ultimately, I, I, I don't think it had to do with the on field stuff because even those things, I don't think, are new to Marcus. Like the Ravens knew that coming in. But I think it's just whether or not Lamar
1: says anything. Well, oh, so you're saying the argument between him and Lamar. I, I didn't. Oh, I thought you're they were talking about John's him and John. That no, was, I don't
0: think that had anything okay, to do okay, with it. Okay. I think that John and Mark.
1: Right, right, right. Are a okay. lot more so if you're talking Lamar. think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. yeah. I think the Lamar thing, only because even if Lamar didn't say anything like, hey, we need to get rid of this guy, like, hey, like Lamar didn't seem like a Trey Lance type guy that would be like looking over his shoulder, concerned or whatever, right? Like he's right, not yeah. that type of guy. But ultimately, you pay Lamar all this money. You need to make sure he's comfortable as possible. He's in the best mind space. Like, you need to get everything you can out of all this money you just dropped. And if psychologically this has anything to do with it, why even, you know, why even mess with it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and apparently he was at this all, like, um, yeah, this was a lot. I think we heard voiced opinions from Sammy about, you know, there was people a little upset, thinking maybe he should have gotten out there uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Dan Wald's talking about right now in the, in the comments. And yeah, he's right. I mean, I think it was stemming over some veterans thinking he should have gutted it out. And Marcus was just the most vocal by far, which should come as no surprise. Um, But yeah, I mean, Hey, I feel a lot better if Marcus Peters was at camp right now, your dad going right. I would.
0: Yeah. Marcus Peters is Draymond green, right? Like, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not an, if it's a, when is something going to happen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: can you take the good with the bad? And the Ravens just decided at this point, they 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 couldn't take the good with the bad. Now look, Golden State Warriors did the exact opposite approach. So we'll yeah. see, we'll That's, see yeah. which team it works out better for. Obviously, they got really rid of the punch E
1: and not the puncher. They're like, we'll keep the puncher. We'll take get rid of the guy who got punched. Well, I'll tell you what, the punch E is a little punchy. I think they did the right
0: thing just. He by certainly opinion. looked punch
1: drunk the rest of that, that following season. But hey, he's gonna get twenty five shots a game playing for this Wizards team. Oh so God. he's gonna be happy as hell that he's uh, out of there. Let me tell yeah, you.
0: Oh, green light all day. Green light when he walks off the bus.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yep. Let's, Let's see. Shoot. Chris White says none of the guys with knee injury should have played last last season. Are you talking like JK and Gus? I guess, he, well, I guess he's including them. I mean, and some Marcus people were hurt even. preseason training camp and had, you know, had quite a long time to get back up. Yeah, you keep them off the field, Chris. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I mean, JK and- was couldn't even extend his leg. And he, and you know, he was still itching to get back out there last season. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, and I, P- I see and what just, he's the, saying, you know.
0: And Peters, it, for Peters, though, we heard this. Glenn, you and I heard this. Peters could have started camp. We heard that from reports. That's he, right. He's a vet. That's why. But Peters was the most ready of the three. So yep. if anyone would have been out there, it would have been Peters. I can understand the JK argument,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and maybe the. Gus but he did stuff. play well. You got to give him credit. You what know. Are you talking if you about get, JK? Yeah. If you look at his numbers. Yeah, hobbling and all,
0: man. Still right. balling out. You can't take that away from that kid for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But are there any other injury notes that we want to highlight before we kind of uh,
1: move on? Well, Gus left. Practice uh, on on Wednesday, but he came back yes or today and was back to full go. So that was really no no issue. Same with Ronnie Stanley, Morgan Moses. They were both on a vet day yesterday, which everyone expected, and he was back. They were both back today. So yeah, no no uh no. Knock on wood. To this point, they've been pretty lucky. I'm ready to. I'm waiting for a coach to just revolutionize
0: the sport and say, look, we've implemented the offense all all vets starters proven players whatever you want to say just like we were talking about with uh with cliff right let's just get him in the best physical shape we possibly can and focus on that for four hours a day right and and do walkthroughs because yeah. when you know they got it they got it like what else is there
1: yeah they talk about building yeah. the calluses we can yet let the the commanders dual, you know practice um you know be the the callusing but you know right. I, quick finish up the marcus peters thing jackson says it right you know you can't blame the knee if you're out there yep you can't do it you you, you can't if you're out there then that means you're healthy enough to play and you can no longer now i'm going to give him a bit of a pass on certain things because of it but as a player if you're out there you're saying i'm healthy enough to play and so i and i don't think it was like he if he was giving full effort and got beat it's a different story to me it looked like he he loafed on a couple plays and i think that bothered some of the coaches and, and probably some of his teammates as well certainly during film review um but let's see ravens those nation says i'm looking for a world series and super bowl this year yeah we've seen some cities get that lucky uh, i think there was a year where the bruins the celtics and the patriots won and i mean that's that's pretty damn fortunate uh but yeah that'd be awesome to have two winning uh super bowl and a world series winning teams in one city what would you rather have you had to choose. You only have one. I think I, I'd if I had to choose because I've never seen a World Series, I would go with World Series. Wrong I've answer. seen two Super Bowls, including one as an adult with my home, full of all my friends and family watching. The World Series is something I've never seen. But, of course, I don't expect you to pick the World Series when you don't like baseball.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Doesn't shock me.
0: I, I would be happy. I would be happy for others. I'd be happy for the Orioles. But... You'd be happy
1: for Doris, wouldn't you? Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. yeah. But I hate the Angelos.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: So, do I. <sighs> so do I. Yeah. So anyway, um, but that that is interesting. Obviously, I would choose a Super Bowl uh, without even thinking about it twice. Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, look, I'd be happy with that. Too. You're not going to get any many complaints. I know, right?
0: You. It's like one of those things. Well, whatever. If we get one of them, I mean, goodness gracious.
1: But but well, uh, let's get into some camp notes if you're yeah, okay with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And so, yeah, no other injury stuff. We kind of went over nope. that. Feeling good about
1: it. Okay, cool. Yeah, Let's yep. do it. All right, so we'll start with yesterday and then go into today. So yesterday, you mentioned the Rashad Bateman uh, news, which is awesome. Um, Big notes coming out of yesterday was the domination of Roquan Smith and Pat Queen Mm -hmm. over the middle, specifically in passing drills where the understanding was that even though you're in pads, that hitting was to be kept to an absolute minimum since you're hitting your own teammates. Uh, But Roquan and Patrick Queen apparently tested the limits of that line all practice long and, and had some pretty big pops and knocking the balls out over the middle, caused a lot of incompletions, uh, We're we're really active in, in pass coverage and throwing their bodies around a little bit, Jimbo, kind of testing the limits of how far they could push it in practice.
0: Yeah, no, that's exciting stuff because uh, there are some moments, just like you said, where um, you want to see guys really push it. And I only saw the clip of... The, the hit that Roquan put on uh, Ben Mason. Mm-hmm. Ben Mason? Yeah, Ben Mason. He's lucky <laughs> okay, I still say his name. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, he not only jarred the ball loose. Did you see his face?
1: Like What? Oh, yeah. He was the, so shocked. The shock? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, we're doing this? Yeah, this is how it works. But then, did you see the tackle by PQ though,
1: dude? Took him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that Madden trailer that shows Josh Allen running over PQ. Let's see that in real life. Yeah, seriously, man.
0: Um, no, so I'm. Look, I know I'm probably the reason that he's blocked us.
1: But oh, it's definitely you.
0: It, it is. Um, but look, as 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 quick, I'm like Eric enemy, Okay, as quick as I am to 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 say something like negatively. Dude, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, man. Like, pat him on the back. You just got to tell it like it is. If you're not playing well, I'm going to say it. But, dude, you got to give him his flowers if he's playing well. And I can't wait to see these two out there just hunting like hungry dogs, man. I cannot wait to see
1: it. They are the energy. You talk about Zay being an energy bringer. That's what John calls them. These two are both energy bringers. Certainly game day. They're going to have this this defense ready to rock and roll. So, yeah, it's exciting to see those guys. and, and and and. I think the guys behind him, man, like Josh, Rutt, we haven't heard from him, but Delshawn Phillips, that guy has got to be learning something from, from these two guys, and I think that's why we're seeing those guys kind of have bigger and bigger camps. Also, uh, this is something that's been kind of cool to hear is, and you saw it you know, at the camp we were at just last Tuesday. That it seems like we're finally starting to see deep connections, and you know, it's only practice, but we didn't see a lot even in practice under the last offensive regime, except for in, t- in the year 2019, where I think that's what's been missing in years since, is that they haven't had that deep ball threat that they had in 2019 to go with that great run game. But it looks like that deep that deep ball or deep passing game has made a resurgence led by Odell Beckham. But we've also seen plays made by Nelson Aguilar. We saw, let's see, uh, I know I'm talking about yesterday, but today... Two long touchdowns were caught by Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews. Uh, we saw obviously Zay has been extremely active. So, man, I mean, how much do you think all of a sudden having an effective deep passing game could really, you know, set this offense on fire? Yeah, man, it's so exciting. Because do you remember they were talking about this last year? Yeah, uh, the commitment, you know, the emphasis. Yeah,
0: exactly. All of it, but now it seems real. I mean, and we saw it in person, and it's it's just exciting to know that there are two things in place that we simply did not have last year. And there's large pieces to it. You have, I would consider the off I'm speaking very generally here in order to have a successful, uh, passing game. and certainly a long game. You need to have a great O line. You have a good quarterback. You need to have weapons on the outside, but you need to have an OC committed to the scheme. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and last year we had an, we had an O line and we had a, uh, a quarterback. We didn't have an OC committed to this game and we didn't have the horses on the outside to get it done. Yeah. Right. So we only had half the equation and uh, yeah, it's going to be so exciting. Now, let me ask you this on Saturday. Let's talk about this offense as a whole. What, what do you think we learned? Like, what do you want to learn about what this offense will look like on Saturday? Because I know John already said, obviously Lamar ain't playing. Established starters ain't playing, but is there anything about this offense you're hoping to glean from this game that you can take to say, "Okay, we're going to see this moving forward." You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, certainly. I, I, it's tough because of how vanilla they're going to go with their schemes. But I, what I want to see, and this seems crazy, but I, I want to see a proper checkdown. I want to see a quarterback throw the ball to the damn back out of the backfield, right? Because it's just something we haven't seen. Glenn, in, you in, got
0: real. You got real robotic.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: Yeah. That's all right. No worries. I agree with you hundred percent. Oh, I said it again. Jeez. A whiz. I said hundred percent again, but yes, I agree with you in that. Um, just say 200%. Seriously. I just got to come up with a different number. Uh, I, I agree with you there. It sounds so simple, but I want to see it, uh, you know, a, a screen, a check down, all mm-hmm. stuff that we take for granted as fans that we simply have not seen done uh yeah i think that's a great point the other thing too is i want to see spacing from the mm-hmm. wide receiver oh, like yeah. from the pass catchers proper spacing like whether they get open or not whatever because it's not going to be the guys that are going to be out there week one but can we see some some uh, an ability to space guys and give them opportunities to work in that space i want to yeah. see that as well
1: yeah that's a, that's a good idea i i think that's all he's talked about, right, is getting guys in space. And so, yeah, what's that look like? And it might not look the same because we might see more of Tylen Wallace and James Prochet in space, not Zay Flowers and OBJ. But we'll still see the general scheme. Now, one thing I, I think we can really gleam is individual play is what we really look for because of how vanilla the schemes are. So I am super interested in seeing what Sala looks like at left guard. Does Who's getting – first team reps you know who's starting with the the second team I guess you'd say cuz it's not going to be first team reps who's getting second team reps and who's who's bringing up who's bringing up the rear and is that is the bright lights too bright for him you know or does this guy just blend in we don't really hear his name that's that's what we kind of want to want to see but i think on the defense i mean i guess if, if we're just sticking offense uh mm-hmm. also who what is Ben Mason's role? And do we at all see Pat Ricard? I get. Do you think Pat Ricard is a absolute no play? Is he an established starter at this point?
0: Well, if Patrick Ricard plays, it's it's because it's a concern, right? It's a concern for him as far as him making the roster. If he doesn't play, then I think his job is secure. That's a good point. You know, I, I, do we see him out on the O-line at all? Can O-linemen wear number 42? Can anyone wear any number now?
1: I still think there's some restrictions. Not many though, but yeah. I think there are some restrictions. But also, he might not play just because of the recency in which he's been back to practice, yeah. and maybe they'll use that. But That's and true. so we might have to wait till next week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think this offense is it's going to be tough to see much. But also, are we going to see the elimination of the run game? Because I think some fans are still in the impression that that we're not going to run the ball. And I I still very much think the run game will be a part of this offense. Yeah. And
0: I said this before, but I think that his goal as an offensive coordinator, as you know, for this offensive general is to be uh, extremely diverse in their capabilities to change every week, Mm. right. To, to take the weaknesses that the defense presents and, uh, and exploit them. Uh, Speaking of the run game, a funny note, I just saw this. You guys might have seen this on Twitter um kevin Ostriker just put up a clip of uh i think this is hilarious of marquise brown talking about the new offensive philosophy in the cart in in arizona being a run heavy offense and they asked him if he's worried about it. he's like no nah, i mean i played in baltimore so <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it's funny because he can't get away from it he literally left to the desert to get away from the run game and guess what it followed him there <laughs>
1: And now he has Colt McCoy throwing the ball to him. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> oh, am I petty? You know what? Kevin put it up. So yeah, it's Kevin's, Kevin's the one that did it. Not but your,
1: me. Y- your laugh is <laughs> it's pretty genuine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty genuine, bro.
0: It's kind of funny, though, right? No, it
1: is. It is funny. It is. Funny.
0: Like, I want him to be successful and healthy. Like, I don't care. He's in the NFC. He can do whatever he wants, and I hope he has yeah. a good career. But I just think it's funny because he pouted. And now the same exact thing all over again
1: winning uh, wasn't good enough jimbo he needed to be more of a part of winning so he went to a place that's going to lose a lot
0: yeah their coach um, went to taiwan with a one-way ticket
1: <laughs> yeah by the way if you guys haven't seen the johnny man the johnny football I haven't seen it doc, Is it good? dude it's so good and man did he get Cl- cliff kingsbury a job too man he you know cliff kingsbury was his yeah. uh oc at so. a right yeah. And by the way, the offense was Johnny run around, throw it if you want to, but if not, just run. And there, that's the like, there was no offense. And he got a big job. Like, he got head coach at Texas Tech, all that off of like no offense. But, yeah. Well, and then
0: Pat, Pat, I guess, got him the job at Arizona.
1: Uh, oh, you're damn right, Pat got yeah, him the job. You know at what Arizona. I mean? It's
0: like, yeah. How did Patrick, how did he end up at, how much money did they give that kid?
1: Well, I think it was just, unorthodox so yeah. i think yeah i think that was more so um because that back then if it was money texas tech wouldn't have been the yeah i mean litter.
0: especially in texas i no. went to the where he played high school football remember i sent you those pictures
1: oh yeah yeah it yeah.
0: literally was i mean i'm not exaggerating it looked like the university of maryland campus like the football field i mean it was ridiculous it was high school yeah yeah it was insane um A anyway different world in texas yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah uh, let's see. James Lee Wilder says, I believe a Jabo and Owe, along with Smith and PQR, are going to take the pressure off of the corners. James, I hope you're right. Man, I hope you're right. Because, well,
1: well I mean, speaking of that, we have some news on maybe the potential newest pass rusher, right? I mean, Oh, yeah.
0: Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. Let's get into it. Because I think there is a lot weighing and kind of being expected of a Jabo and Owe. But I don't think we should ignore the fact that the Ravens are, are being active in trying to bring in. Some more help for those guys, and I don't look at that as like a knock on OJ on a Jabbo and Oway because I think you need more than just two guys. But they're kicking the tires on a pretty famous guy in Jadavion Clowney. But some fans are going, wait, didn't this guy just quit on his team last year in Cleveland and not play the final what six games,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: despite the fact that he's playing opposite maybe or at least arguably the best pass rusher in the league in Miles Garrett. So. Jimbo, I know you reached out to to a source of ours yeah. uh, and got some some interesting response here.
0: Yeah, I think that this is yeah a guy who's extremely connected to the um, to the Browns and uh, you know is, is definitely an insider there. Uh, said the following: you know I asked him those questions kind of what what happened what happened with Clowney, what was the situation, why did he quit on the team, and you know why was he sent away? All these things. So he said a couple of things, which I and I asked him for his overall thoughts on Clowney. Couple things that were interesting because you started off saying pass rusher, and that's really what made Clowney the number one draft draft pick overall. His athleticism, yep. but he said, if, as far as his football play, um, he said uh, he's not really a pass rusher; hasn't been for years. If you really look at his tape, very good edge versus the run. We've talked about that a lot. You've pointed yep. that out. Can clean up plays in the backfield, but he doesn't create them much. So that scares me from simply a schematic standpoint to know that like crap, maybe time after time, after time people are, are realizing that Clowney isn't actually a potential when healthy double digit sack guy, right? Like he's just not that guy,
1: you yeah, know? And um, I think what's exciting about maybe right now is that people still thought he could be that guy. And that's why he kept getting those contracts. Yeah, exactly. So now all of a sudden, There ain't a a line at his door to sign him. So maybe right right now is the perfect time for the Ravens. You say that. Now, I'll say this as far as a caveat, right? Because Mm -hmm. this is the part that's about
0: him as a person, not as a football player. So he said Clowney got sent home because, uh, and he wasn't any, sorry, Clowney got sent home because he said he wasn't coming back. Uh, And the Browns almost certainly and correctly took that to mean he wasn't going to play hard, right? He simply wasn't. He, he's not someone who would ever be called a bad teammate, but he's not exactly the most popular or positive guy either. Um, and he said the reason that he was upset in the beginning with his riff with the team was them being out of playoff contention. So I understand being out of playoff contention sucks, but ultimately like my take is you're playing for a job. So you just quit your job. Like just quit, right? And they just sent him home. And I don't know how the, the pay for all of that worked. I'm guessing the Browns paid him because they voluntarily sent him home because he was just like I'm going to loaf to get my paycheck, right? And they're like, "Nah, we'll just send you home and you can collect your paycheck, but you're better off at home." So they paid him to stay away instead of loafing and and being relatively negative towards yeah. the team.
1: Yeah, and that's you know? that's the concern. You don't want a, a guy who's going to But doesn't sound like the younger guys, you know, negative. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a John Harbaugh guy to me if I'm being honest and and apparently that's kind of you know that's what he's done here in or in Cleveland and in Houston is when yeah. they're out he's out which you don't like to hear now having said that i expect the ravens to be very competitive i don't expect them to be out of it with 6 games remaining on their schedule i can't remember right. a time in which that's been the case and while he's not a pass rusher like in a sense that he played in 12 games last year he had two sacks he also the year before For one, he's only 30 years old, but also the year before he had nine sacks in 14 games. So it's not like, you know, and he's never had 10 sacks. He's had nine and a half. He had nine. He's had nine. So he's had at least nine three times, but he's never had 10. But just to know what you have in him is a great, great run defender, like elite run defender, and you have the potential to get nine sacks out of him. I think that's reasonable. They got nine sacks out of Houston. But Houston's not the run defender that Clowney is, right? And it's not like, look, it's a passing league, but let's not forget that Nick Chubb is arguably the best runner of the football in the entire league. He's still in this division. I know we're not the biggest fans, and I got into it in the comments a little bit about us calling Gus Edwards better than Najee Harris. But oh, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. They said we were, yeah, we were crazy to say that. Um, I mean, just and by the way, for his career, Najee Harris averages three point nine yards per carry. Yeah. Four is the minimum for being considered. Gus does. Okay. averages five. Five point two. Yeah, in his First sleep, career. like he just yeah. wakes up averaging five yards of carry. <laughs> oh, look, G- I got Jimbo fired up. he's like, ready. He's ready to, he's ready to make it off.
0: I mean, I don't know how you can. The only uh. thing you can say is that. What can you say? He went to Alabama. Who gives a, a crap? Who cares? It's got, like, Who cares? Do you what imagine
1: he... what he would ju- just just imagine Gus with the amount of carries? That I know had. it's ridiculous. It's, 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 it would be absolutely insane but but yeah so i'd be okay with bringing in clowny if the money's right and if it's not something where if he does decide to pull some of this bs that the ravens aren't stuck you know on the hook for way too much scratch which it doesn't sound like that's the case because look you're rubbing teams the wrong way when you quit on your teams for with six games left but if they can get a motivated clowny who has an incentive laden deal with relatively low risk why not
0: well i'll tell you this glenn it's funny because our last show, we were, you were team Van Noy and team Clowney. I think we're doing one of these. After reading that, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want him here. That. He's, he's yeah. had time. Ultimately, it's, it's, it's the, you ever had a buddy that's like, dude, I don't know why all these girls keep breaking up with me or I'm on all these like toxic relationships or like why everything goes wrong for me. And it's like, dude, it's your poopy pants attitude. Yep. Like. All the time, you, my friend, suck the air out of the room with your negative attitude all the time, right? Like, sometimes it's hard to be around people like that because you're like, can anything be okay today? Like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yeah, and, no, I've been around those people. It's, oh, it's, it's It's exhausting. And they're never wrong.
0: Yeah. So They've like, never dude, done
1: a wrong thing in their lives.
0: I don't want anything to do with that. I want the guy who may not be as athletically gifted, but Menoy is one heck of a smart football player. He's versatile. Yeah. He's a leader. He's a winner. He's been in the, in the big moments. He's a, mm-hmm. I'm, That's what I want.
1: I want both of them.
0: Hey, t- and look, JPP is still out there as far yeah. as I know.
1: Look, they had Houston and JPP last year. I want Clowney and Van Noy this year. Yeah. You know, I'll take those two because JPP Un- was brought in and really he ended up being just our best run defender on the edge. Like that's what he ended up being. Yeah. That's But Clowney's better than him at that. Didn't he get a, a sack or two his first game with like a pot belly still? JPP. He, he was still
0: have. working himself in shape and just might have, balling but That probably was
1: the, the end of his sacking. Like, he did
0: after... one of these after his sack. He was like <laughs> – he, like, threw up the guns. You know?
1: Dude, he, he was so good at so, at one point, dude. Uh, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Look, um, I, that's, I, I agree with Tariq. I'll take Kyle Noy and JPP.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with that. They got to bring – I think they have to add to the group. But if they don't, I guess we should be encouraged that uh, – that they didn't yeah he had three sacks last year as a raven yeah
0: then maybe it was yeah but dude i felt like remember how many batted down balls he had like how? oh yeah yeah you know he he made plays Mm
1: -hmm. credit
0: him dude for having the least amount of fingers on the team Mm -hmm. and the second most batted balls (laughs)
1: like seriously
0: dude i mean that's pretty good
1: that's awesome. That's dude. Good. And dude, he's been in the league for 13. He's already had 13 years in the league, man. So he's you got to give a, that guy credit, dude.
0: Yeah, 100%. I he's mean, ball JP, yeah, just gets it done, dude. That's right. He's a ball player. Uh, let's see. Don C says, can't wait for this year with the exception of the cornerback room. I feel that our position groups are loaded. It feels different this year. It definitely feels different this year. I'm just trying yeah. not to get too, uh, too ahead of myself, right? Like, I'm trying to pace myself because if things start i'm not i'm not good at uh not going off the rails if things go off the rails so i'm trying to like this is why temper. we can't live
1: stream games when we watch because jimmy <laughs> jimmy is ready to just, just get rid of everybody on one play and the next play signing everybody to extensions
0: i <laughs> dude i remember we were watching the niners game at your <laughs> and it was the rainy game it was the 19th season and yeah. you have the lazy boy like, on the right side of the downstairs, like right yeah. there. I was on my knees, literally, like <laughs> praying that Tucker like makes this field goal. It was, you know, the end of the game. I'm like, I realize, I'm like, what am I doing?
1: What is <laughs> happening to me?
0: Yeah, dude, look, it, it is what it is. I'm Michael Scott. I can't help it.
1: Hey, we're we're emotional, emotionally yeah, roller coaster, man. Uh, let's see here. Robert Wiggins says, "Up, fellas. Does J.K. start if he doesn't practice until?" Week one practice week. Absolutely not. Yeah, no chance. No yeah. Absolutely. It would just send just a horrible message to those who've been practicing, sweating mm-hmm. all all camp. And let's not forget Gus has looked damn good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even Melvin Gordon in a brief stint, he's looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell look good. So yeah, I think they would be perfectly fine as long as everything stays how it is if they went into it. Uh, without JK and I don't, I don't like how long, let me ask you this. I think to his, to the question here, if JK does, if he, let's say he does sit out the entirety of training camp and only returns to practice for our week one practice, which is just before the game, how long would it take for mm-hmm. him to be practicing to actually play? That's what I was going to say, because if he, if he practices the week before game
0: one, he's not playing week one, right? Because that ramp up, is no joke. All you're asking for is a serious injury. If you're going from nothing. dude, You remember when Stinkin' Joe might complain about Joe, right? Like he would do nothing in the off season. I'm like mm-hmm. quoting people. And then he'd get on the bench his first workout and strain his back. Yeah, That yeah. only happens to people who are doing nothing. I'm not saying JK isn't doing anything, but certainly he's not in pads. He's not out there with the team. Yeah. He's not doing it. So I, I like week three. I don't I think the work first I think that's two games. Yep. Yeah, I think the first two games, you can wipe them off the table because it's not gonna happen.
1: And it could be extended depending on the play of those in the first yeah. couple of weeks. If Gus is balling out going for a hundred plus, and Melvin Gordon hasn't fumbled the ball yet, catching the ball well, and Justice is what running wheel routes and catching, you know, 15 yard passes, then maybe they go, let's let JK take his time a little bit. You know, I I I I think it's gonna be it's it's only <laughs> Again, it's only going to hurt J.K. The longer he sits, it's, mm. yeah, it's not—it's crazy. Not, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's a ridiculous situation, and his agent should be fired. And
1: yeah,
0: uh, the other thing I, I just want to talk about really quickly too—did we mention Broderick Washington? Did we already do
1: that? No, league? we haven't, and I'm so okay. glad you did. Okay, well, he because, got the extension. Talk to yep. me about it. I mean, well, he got the extent. He's just such a humble guy. Like I yep. love listening to his presser. He seems like it's like, oh wow, you can see why. This is this is why they signed this guy. Like he is everything you would want in a player. A guy who has yet to reach his ceiling, always wants to get better. Is humble and you know he, he's just. But I I just want to remember back, Jimbo. You know because we all say things that we learn later on that maybe. Oh, are you, are you referring to me? I'm just saying. How wrong were you about Roderick Washington? I mean, can we just say it, dude? <laughs> I, I look, he got his life together because
0: <laughs> he looked different now than he looked in high school. It, it took him you like, this is the kind of guy who hasn't changed since, since 10th he... grade. He looked the same since 10th grade all the way through college. He did. I mean, I never saw him in 10th grade, obviously, but he did look like an oversized 10th grader, but he looks great. And the dude, this is the thing I like it. Look, I'm, I'll tell you, I'll call, say it like it is Broderick is the guy that, gets every single ounce of ability out of everything that God's given him. Yeah. You can tell. I think he led our team in batted balls last year if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and he's he by far outside of maybe Michael Pierce, certainly the most stout and shortest guy that we have on the defensive line. Right? Um so yeah, I was wrong, I'll call it, and he's really de- and then of course when he when he, you know, all that the whole apartment wrecking issue all that didn't help and i'm glad he's gotten past all that he seems to be like you said really humble Mm -hmm. mature kid like i'm stoked for this kid this this guy's a raven and it's fun to see a player like this develop so yeah he's looking good i'm excited about him admit it you can can
1: totally see him being a senior in high school though right oh dude he's got a baby face big time and you know you can see no justin houston no 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 Uh no no he, yeah, he looks, he looks young and you can see it here in his left hand and you can really see it there in his presser. When he put his hands up, he's got them D line fingers. Look at mm-hmm. that. Look at that ring finger, baby. Mm-hmm. Thing is and all you can manly. really see it. But dude, he, I mean, like at the end when everyone normally, as soon as the questions are over and they give them the, the, the go ahead to leave, they run out of there, but he took the time to, to thank, you know, those in, responsible for his contract extension yep. and, and thank for the reporters for coming out there. I mean, he just seems like a, a great, great guy. But also, yep. I found it surprising. He said he said that he tried not to get caught up when he knew negotiations were kind of heating up because he just wanted to stick to football, but also because he felt there were more deserving guys out there. Uh, so he was kind of surprised by it. And it's just like, man, how humble is this dude? Like, he's worried about, oh, there's more deserving guys. Like, you don't hear that much ever from any professional athlete.
0: Mm-mm. No, I mean, he's a uh, he's, uh, uh, very... Collective, uh, like collectivism, is apparently a thing that that is a is a high moral value in his mind because these guys are individuals. They like to, you know, what I mean, they like to take care of themselves. And look, you ever talk to a professional athlete? They say "I" and "me" a lot,
1: right? I, mean You have I, to have that confidence to get to right. that level.
0: A lot of times, you don't get there exactly yeah. right. But I think D line and O line guys generally are different because it's very like you're you're very dependent on the guys next to you and football in general, but certainly. I think up front in the trenches, like you're
1: going to generally uncelebrated too.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? So you celebrate amongst your crew, right in the front, you know what I mean? The guys to your right and to your left and, and, and Kadri, I mean, not Kadri. Oh gosh, not Kadri. Uh, Clayus Campbell called it, right? Yeah. Clayus Campbell said that this kid was, was, um, you know, going to take his spot as far as the production on the team and, and really liked seeing him out there. And I'm happy for him, man. It's, it's super awesome. So shout out to him. You know what, Glenn never been more, happy to be wrong
1: i know that's right yeah ever uh jimmy's reaction to the oa pick better than the broderick washington take oh man those are both Whew. yeah i mean the oa reaction was pretty it was pretty yeah. epic I mean,
0: and i tell you what i'll tell you guys <laughs> this it's really funny because you know how people like especially in like this world that we're in glenn people that are in front of a camera really like put it on for the camera you know yeah i really try and Tune it down, cause like, dude, if the camera was not on, that yeah. would have been
1: way, much stronger reaction. Yeah,
0: yes. way worse. Uh, but really quickly, we got to get to our sponsor uh, because I, I mentioned off the top, uh, we got a really cool. They sent us a, a new bet, and look, Bet US first of all is the OG in the game. Like, don't mm-hmm. get it twisted. Uh, and you're gonna talk about deep pockets and getting you as much free money as they can to play with. I haven't seen anyone that matches up to $2,500 at a 125% rate. You literally get more than the money you deposited in a match because 125% of $2,500, that's a lot of play money uh, Mm -hmm. that you can can get. So one of the things I think is really cool, DK, if you want to throw this up here, is uh, the most regular season wins. Talk to me about why you're excited about this, Glenn.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is a a Ravens team that just a few years ago achieved this. In the first year of a new coordinator taking full reins, with Lamar Jackson healthy under center with way worse weapons around him. So now you got a Ravens team who has a new O.C., an O.C. who's never really truly had the had the reins on an NFL offense. So teams don't know what the heck to expect, Mm -hmm. as well as having this offense with Lamar Jackson, the most unique talent under center. And now you have the best collection of weapons around Lamar Jackson. I think I think plus one thousand is an absolute steal as far as the odds. I mean, he's, you put up a hundred bucks, you're bringing back a grand if those if the Ravens end up with the most regular season wins. I don't think it would surprise very many people. I know it's a loaded AFC, and the Eagles certainly have an easier path in the NFC. But man, the Ravens are going to take the league by storm this year. But if you don't like that, there's some other good values in there. But I think yeah. the point is, go. What I'm trying to say is, go with what you know. Don't just go. Don't go with national talking heads. Go with what you know, because the the talking heads, like Jimmy calls them, they they're not as nuanced about your team as you are. So Mm -mm. focus on your team, and and that's it's just my my personal recommendation when gambling. But if you know the league, then go at it.
0: Yeah, this is an exciting one because I think, you know, these types of bets are are unique and different, take a different strategy. But outside of that, they've got parlays, they've got in-game bets, they've got prop bets, they've got pre-game bets, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Use the description in the – or excuse me, use the description. Use the link in the description uh, to to go ahead and, and get access to the uh, match that they offer up to 125% at $2,500 as the limit. So go check it out. I said it before I said every time it's an easy way for you guys to support us uh, and make some money. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm planning on putting some money down the Ravens on this one. I think this is really cool and a fun one. So uh, make sure to go check it out. I know DK is going to do the same. Yep. Um, <laughs> over here speaking for DK, but yeah. So check out bet us and uh, see what other stuff they got going, but use the link. Of course you get access to all of it. Uh, back to the show. Let's do that- this thing.
1: Yeah, back to it. Back to it. Let's uh, let's see here. Would Were you, What was your thoughts hearing that Marshawn Lynch and Ray oh, Rice yeah. were on the sidelines of today's practice?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. I mean, that's a lot of fun. I swear, Marshawn's cousins with everyone.
1: Dude, I, yeah. Like, I wonder why Marshawn's doing the. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did. I did read that. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah which is pretty cool. I, yeah. No, and and Marshawn's just a, a. He's just a cool guy, man. He's one of those guys you just want to hang around because he's probably
1: got awesome stories and he's hilarious to tell him. But right. my only thing is if he was there, cause look, when we were at camp, some NFL vets in the stands and yeah. we, we made sure that the, uh, they, they knew that they couldn't, they couldn't keep secret from us. That's right. If, if Marshawn was there, are we getting, are you trying to get beast mode on the show? Oh, <laughs> Glenn, you know,
0: you're talking. Yes, of course. And I'll get sent to the secretary. No, but you know what? Marshawn would be the guy to give me his real phone number and answer a FaceTime. That's true. And he'd be That's giving true. out turkeys. That's true. He'd be like, I'm in the hood giving out turkeys. Like, That's true. He would be the one
1: who would actually give you his number, number and answer it. Yeah. Like,
0: secretary. I ain't got no secretary. You can have, like, talk about right. my mama. Like, she's my secretary <laughs> right. type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no. He, he
1: seems just like a down-to-earth yeah. Yeah, type who of dude. Who would you rather
0: have on the show? All right. Ray Rice or Marshawn Lynch?
1: Oh, man. That's tough because of the connection um, with Ray Rice. But I, I, I'd i rather have Marshawn on because I've heard both, like, both interview. Yeah. And, yeah, Marshawn is far more. I, yeah. I thought, shout out to Ray, but I'd rather have Marshawn uh, Just from an entertainment standpoint. Like, dude, the dude for is sure. Just... I would have loved to see my son walking up to beast mode to try and get an autograph on his football, dude. I would have been like, this is crazy. Oh. Um, uh, you know, yeah. I might have had to challenge him to an Oklahoma drill too before we left. Ugh. You know what
0: would have happened? It would have been like the Wiley the Coyote, where he just makes a crater in the ground, just, and you would have just disappeared into the ground.
1: He's gone. Anybody, yeah, was, not just you. No. Anyone. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. There's no doubt about it. But yeah,
0: so that's cool, man. And yeah, like, I, like I think it's cool it. that like now that John is a more seasoned coach, things like this happen. Like I don't think old old young John does this.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. No, you're right. He's a totally, and yeah, I mean, he's just a, he's evolved. And I think that's what's uh, the reason he's still here as a coach is because his ability to evolve. James Lee Wiley says, y'all are forgetting about Jones. Yeah. I've heard is physically strong, stronger than all the linemen. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, Michael Pierce mentioned that uh, Travis Jones is not only the strongest here, but maybe the strongest he's ever played with. So Yeah. Excuse me, uh, Nana Rave. I saw in the comments brought up Metabike, who also yeah. a humble, you know, young drafted. I think uh, kind of he's about to take off, and he's a like Roderick, star. that's what I was looking for, budding star. I can tell that's where you're going. Thank you. Um, and look, Tariq brings up Metabike next, but yeah, I think you're both right. Travis Jones, I think he's about to have an absolute monster season, and Metabike. They uh, talk about and this kind of brings us to our next point. Broderick Washington talked about the competition for yeah, those. I'm glad you brought this up. Those, those, those pass rush snaps that Calais Campbell has left and everyone that's been the focus this mm-hmm. year is everyone wants those pass rush snaps. Cause it's a limited group, especially if Clowney gets brought into the, to the mix because they'll certainly kick him inside and ask him to rush. Uh, but Metabike, I think is currently the leader in the clubhouse. He just, I mean, he is big. He's athletic. He plays physical. He's fast. Yeah, he can absolutely turn and run. Uh, but so I look at like Metabike as the as the leader in the pass rush room, but I think Travis Jones and Broderick Washington are both, you know, those talking about block eaters, guys that can take yeah. two and not be moved. And then you add Michael Pierce in that group. I mean, this is such a talented front that whoever's out there, like they talk about not having a big drop off from one to two to three to four. I think they're the, the drop between one to four in that room is quite small. Jimbo.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And uh, this could be the DK was waiting for me to say a hundred percent. I could tell he's, that's why I cut myself off. Um, But ultimately I was going to say though, is that this could be the unit. Like you, everyone's talking about the pairing at middle linebacker. Everyone's talking about the safeties is this the unit that ends up, you know, halfway through the season is the storyline for the dominant unit of the Baltimore Ravens the interior of the the defensive line cuz don't let's not forget that every single great legendary successful defense this Ravens team has had you you just any true Ravens fan will tell you the boys up front will give you their names talk to you about how incredible they were i mean think about the 2000 season think about all the years of you know who who's just qualifying for the Hall of Fame this year, Haloti Nada, mm-hmm. All the dominant years of Haloti Nada and the guys that were out there with him. I mean, even a guy like a Kelly Gregg. Oh,
1: and, you dude. know he's like monster. second on our team in tackles in the history. It's a deep pick- tackle.
0: Yeah, and he's and he's like four foot <laughs> tall, four foot wide. I mean, the dude yeah. just got it done. Like yep. he was just an absolute monster. Um, yeah, man, the 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 duck.
1: Yeah. Man. Um. Yep. Buddy yeah. Lee, right? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, there
0: yeah, you
1: he, go. He, yeah, he. He was. Uh, it's so crazy when they put those trivia facts up. I, was, I, was, I think he's third, actually, third all Still. time Ravens history in tackles from a D tackle. That's his not normal. Is,
0: his tenure wasn't even crazy long.
1: No, but just go look at look at those numbers that Kelly Gregg put up from a D tackle, and you're going, you're gonna go, how the hell did he get this many tackles yeah. as a D? Because normally they're they're blocker eaters. You know that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. do. That's their but job. Not him. He got off the blocks and he made plays. Um, now, quickly, before I, I I forget, I did want to touch on a couple roster moves. The Ravens yeah, yeah. did wave today uh, wide receiver Makai Polk, Polk. And they placed cornerback, uh, another kind of point towards how desperate this cornerback room is starting to look. Uh, they placed cornerback Trayvon Mullen on the reserve NFL. Perfect which is just dis- i mean cuz we talked about Trayvon like a month ago and how excited he you know he is to play with with Lamar and and he's got the he's got the he's got the size, he's got the length, he's got the speed and then now he's gone for the season um so yeah just wanted to bring that up it's disappointing
0: yeah bummer um that is a serious bummer uh that's all the notes i got for tonight though glenn you got anything else
1: no, that's it for that's it for us tonight, guys. Please uh, be on the lookout. The, the The Ravens are playing this Saturday. We'll certainly yeah. have new or reaction and recap from the game um, to let you guys know. But um, yeah, that's it for us tonight, Jimbo. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy Saturday. Get in on BetUS while you can. Use
0: the link in the description, uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. Nice.